Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. How are you today? I am doing good. This is a bit weird because we took a little bit of a recording break, so I'm very happy to hear from you. I missed you. Yes, it has been a little bit, mostly on my end because one week I was sick and no one would have been able to hear me if we tried to record or it would be drowned out by my coughing. Yes. It was not the C word, everyone. It was just a classic cold. And uh, I was down and out for a couple days, mostly with also shocking. voice. How do we deal with colds? Oh my God. Nowadays. It was like foreign con. That was my first cold in like three years. Didn't know how to cope. Wow. Yeah. And uh, then I also just got back from a really nice trip uh, last week. Lovely. So we also did not record last week. So it's been a little bit, but we are happy mm-hmm. to be back with lots of new episodes. Yes, yes, we are. How was your trip? Oh, it was fantastic. And it's um, kind of the first like long distance, like away trip that my partner and I have done. Yeah, like a real trip trip. And we just travel so well together and so happy. And um, it's kind of opened his eyes up and he's really excited to do more traveling now. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we are looking forward to our next trip that will be I don't know, in like six months or so. Lovely. That's the goal. Lovely. Yeah. Well, I, I do also have an update. Mm-hmm. Not as It's not as fun, but I do have to announce to our listeners that one of our tea mascots has left us. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. Man, a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know we haven't mentioned our little mascots that much. Well, actually, we did mention him two episodes ago, or I don't actually know, a few episodes ago, whenever this comes out. But my little bunny, Benji, passed away a few weeks ago. Yeah. And now Sydney, the kitty, is she's she's a mascot all on her own. Yeah, for now. For now, for now, mm-hmm. until I get one or two cats. I would like to. <laughs> my boyfriend at the moment is like, I would like none. And I'm like, well, that's going to change. <laughs> Guess we're going to have to compromise and get one. See, that's what, see, that's why I'm playing the hardball with like, we should get two. Yeah. Because then the compromise point is the one. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but Benji was a great little guy. He was. I'll never forget the one time he came over to my dad's house and um, we left him unattended for five seconds and he managed yep. to rip a painting. Um Yeah. Yeah, that was leaning against a wall. Mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> Good times, Benji. <laughs> the times that yeah. you attacked me. Um, and then the brief yeah. moments where you cuddled me. I'll always treasure them. Yeah. You know, he was an opinionated little guy. See, the thing is, is when um, when he passed, my boyfriend was with me and we looked at each other and we were just like, you know what? He really just drove us crazy, but we <laughs> loved him. And he was like, Rachel... Oftentimes, he would just run away from us when we came into the room to say hi. So I think the feeling was mutual. <laughs> oh, but he lived uh, a good long life for a rabbit. What did. was he, six, he almost did. seven years old? Yeah, he was about to turn six. Okay. So I think, yeah, bunnies are funny. Once they get sick, it's just it's not a good, it's not a good time. But he lived a great life. He was there for a lot of things. And honestly, I like to think that he – Stuck with me through some difficult times where it was just him and I, mm-hmm. and he knows I'm in good hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always your your constant companion, and yes, you never felt alone because he was always there with you. Exactly, exactly. So, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Benji. Aww. You will always be a mascot for the tea and spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So what are you having to drink this evening? Ah, uh, so tonight I'm having a nice chill tea. I'm drinking my Lala Lavender, which is a white tea. Lovely. And Lovely. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a Monday, which is an odd recording day for us, but it's the summertime. So like we have no schedule at the moment. We're trying to make it work. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm just like first day back from holidays. And if you guys lived in Canada, you're probably also affected by the huge Rogers shutdown that was now uh-huh. just over a week ago. So I had an extra day of vacation, which was nice yet also stressful because that Friday was my plan for like tying up all loose ends before I left. So yeah, I'm a little tired from from being back in the office. So I'm hoping to have a nice relaxing evening with this tea. Excellent. Well, I'm going to be truthful here, guys. I'm sorry. It's about 30. It's actually, it's 84 degrees Fahrenheit in my apartment. That's hot. At the moment. That's hot. So I'm having an ice water because <laughs> I think if I have a tea, I might actually die. We might lose you, which we don't want. So that's no, fine. That's no. fine. You can have your ice water today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, everyone. Thank you for, um, you know, respecting my choices. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's let's get into this. Um, this one is very random, yep, but it's fun, and I mean for us, TBD for you guys yet. But we're basically just talking about our favorite things from the two thousands. Pretty much, you know, we've had some pretty hard hitting episodes going on lately, and we're like, you know what, we haven't done a favorites episode in a long time, and I don't remember why we chose the two thousands, but those were good times. See, they were, and I think partially it was because we want to tell people to not bring low-rise jeans back. Yes, this is a PSA. And just put that out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's not coming just back. Just don't. Spoiler alert, we don't like low-rise jeans. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do you want to start or shall I? Um, I'll start. And okay. my first one, I feel like – it's a love-hate. Yes. Only because, you know, it's hard for us to imagine life without them now. And now there are like, I don't know, there's a whole generation plus one that has grown up with them constantly. Yeah. And that would be life before a cell phone. What are your thoughts? You know what? A flip phone is the shit. Yeah. Love a flip phone. Yeah. Like the Nokia that was indestructible. Um, yes. There was the sidekick yes. that was like you'd flip out the the, the keyboard. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember The Motorola Razor, which was like my first cell phone in hot pink, everyone, because yeah. I was like cool. But it's so different from, from now uh, because yeah. like, yeah, maybe some of us had cell phones in like high school. But Mm -hmm. they did not have the processing capability that they do today. Like today, your cell phone is literally more powerful than any computer that we used to use. And they're just constantly attached to this. Like Mm -hmm. when was the last time you left your house without your phone on or walked downstairs to your basement without your phone on you? Like it's it's pretty damn rare. Like you always have a cell phone on you. And I just remember the times where that just wasn't a thing. You know, we were just out Mm -hmm. living our lives and not everything was documented, uh, Mm -hmm. mainly for good reason, because I can definitely recall some outfits that I've worn and some parties that I've been to that, thank God, there is no record. (laughs) Um, um, That would just be uh, very embarrassing. So, yeah. Yeah, I just I I find it hard 
to imagine like this generation growing up that has always known cell phones mm-hmm. being a constant because um, they're quite intrusive to our lives, I find. Yeah, I think how I would almost look at this is like life before smartphones. Yes. Yeah, life before – because really our, our first phones that we had were pretty dumb and we could yeah. T9 text on them. But even I remember like for the first couple of years that I had a cell phone, like I was about – 14, I think, when I 13 or 14 when I got my first cell phone. Only mm-hmm. one of my friends also had a cell phone, and I don't think we texted. Yeah. One, you used to have to pay per text. Remember, you'd only get like yes. 20 text messages a month. And my parents were so mad at me when I was like 17 on my little flip phone. Yeah. And like, I remember it being a deal when you could send like 25 text messages but receive unlimited because it used to be you had to pay to receive text messages. Like That's wild. Oh, my God. And like let's not get started about accidentally opening the internet browser where that would just cost you an arm and a leg and like your parents would be absolutely furious with you. Yeah. See, like when I think back on that time, it's almost like when you would text, it was to be like, hey, coming over to your house or hey, do you want to go to a movie? Yeah. It wasn't like we sat on them and like had these like hour long plus conversations. I don't think I ever wrote a paragraph because that would take forever. Yeah, like <laughs> short form texting, mm-hmm. like that's what it was. Like, you know, we used the U and the UR because it just took too long to to T9 text everything. The two as in the number two to say I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. for me, like I would still just like – call my friends like house phone normally at the time say hey I'm coming over or like hey you want to hang out like you just called the house phone um because Mm -hmm. we all still had landlines at the time I remember the day my mom was like I'm getting rid of the landline um she's like the only one who only person who calls me on it is your grandfather and telemarketers (laughs) so I think I'm just gonna you know let him know we've changed our number to my cell phone and I'm going to get rid of the landline. It was such a huge deal. Um, I think I was in Ooh. high school at the time. My and parents still have their landline. <laughs> they do. I accidentally called it the other day <laughs> by mistake. It was awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't super like an aware human being at the time where like no cell phone, like we didn't even really have flip phones. Mm-hmm. Like my dad had the Nokia brick phone basically. Yep. I remember but that one. It was just. It, it didn't – it was just a phone. It Like, was. it didn't impede on our lives in any way. We weren't, you know, on it playing – like, if you wanted to play a game on your phone, you were playing Snake. Yeah. I remember, like, maybe Brick Breaker, but I think that was actually on the yeah. original iPod. Yes. It was on the original iPod. Um, Yeah. Like, I just – I miss the time where, you know, I could just go – without it and maybe like it was the existence of my cell phone was if I went over to a friend's house and my mom wanted to coordinate a time to pick me up yeah that was it and like I wasn't I didn't feel the need to be like you know putting myself out there on social media or you know like wasting all of our time like looking through reels which Mm -hmm. is just like a time suck and yeah like I I miss like the pure intention of what a cell phone was supposed to be which is just a convenient phone yeah yeah it really was just convenient phone and um I remember my first smartphone, it was a Samsung Galaxy, and I had it, I think, my first year of university. And mm-hmm. that was like the rise of Instagram, barely. 
and like it would have been like 2011, 2012. So even like the apps on a phone, like they were becoming a thing, but really mm-hmm. like it, it was pretty garbage to use. Yeah. And like at that time, you'd have like your iPod and like, yeah. you know, your Blackberry or your Samsung Galaxy and stuff. I don't remember it having Yeah, like, I don't remember listening to music on that phone. Like maybe it could hold yeah. a couple songs, but really like its capability was not that Very great. Limited. And I think that one still had like a keyboard on it. Like it, it yeah. had a touch screen, which was like really innovative. But to text, like you still had a, a functioning keyboard. Oh my God, I'm thinking about how big the screen was at the time too. I'd probably need glasses now to read it. <laughs> so really, if you think of it, it's 2022 right now. Smartphones really became a thing in the past 10 years. And um, I was always behind on the cell phone models. So if people are like, I was on Instagram in 2011, it's just because I'm never up to date, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like always at least three models behind everyone else. Same. So yeah, like I grew up, like I lived most of my life without a smartphone and it's just so weird now in the past few years, the capabilities that they can do, like it's a better camera. Like I have an actual nice camera and Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure my cell phone from that's a year old takes better pictures than my like high-end camera. So it's just wild to, to think about how much they've become involved in our life and like I know you and I Rachel like through the winter we tried to get off social media a lot and like I think once summer is done I'm gonna probably shut off Instagram again because like I'm just finding a waste time on it and Mm -hmm. I remember when I was uh getting ready for a new phone like my my one that I had it wasn't working so well anymore I actually looked up like okay can I get just a basic phone and there was like one I was able to get, but like the capabilities were so low that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be able to like do my job. Um, yeah, it was a little too basic. So I kind of wish there was that in between, you know, where you can have yeah. like a phone. It gets text messages, it gets phone calls, but you know what? I don't need. You can't I don't need a freaking computer in my pocket. Yeah. All right, like. Uh, I just need a little space and I find it so hard to mm-hmm. do something that, you know, we didn't have for most of our lives. It's it's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel it's like crazy. a lot of people are struggling with that. So I don't think we're alone there. No, I do not think so. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people would agree with this point that we do miss that time where you just had your little flip phone. Yeah. Yeah, and they were indestructible, yeah. those things. I remember my dad's very first cell phone. He was uh, – I think – was he doing some – I don't know. He was working on a golf course at the time, and mm-hmm. um, he was driving a tractor. He drove over the cell phone with the tractor and saw it got laid over top of it. Um, Amazing. And they dug it out, and it still worked. <laughs> Incredible. 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 I was – Right? I was just thinking about like um, – well, because yesterday you and I met up and I was like using maps mm-hmm. on my phone. And I was just thinking like when we were growing up and even when we had flip phones, we did not have maps. No. Do you remember MapQuest where you would yes. go on MapQuest first and you would print off your directions? And that was innovative. Like that was our generation being like, oh, we don't use a map. Like one of those actually like map cards. Um, yeah. Which I do have in my car, actually, courtesy of my grandfather. 
so, you know, if, if one day technology is failing, like the Rogers situation and I need to get somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I could read a map. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember MapQuest being like the thing to yeah. to get somewhere. And now like literally, like, you know, hey, Siri, take me here. And it, she just does it. Honestly, honestly, like I'm useless without Google Maps if I don't know where I'm going. Oh, for sure. For sure. And like it, it's a problem. So maybe I maybe I just need to go on MapQuest again, test myself out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know like some people argue like, why would you try and make your life more difficult? Like cell phones make your life so easy. But you know what? Humans are supposed to think and use our brains a little more. And I just find for some things in life, cell phones don't need to think about that for us. Sometimes we need a little less convenience in life. <laughs> Keeps us sharp. Going back to that Rogers outage. Yep. Oh, man. It would be good to have those skills. Oh, it would have been good to have those skills. Lot, like if you were on Roger's internet and cell phone, like, oh, man, that was a rough day for you. I would have been lost. I personally enjoyed it because I was actually home for the for a little bit in the morning and I, I have mm-hmm. Bell internet. So like there were some people I couldn't communicate with, but if you had an iPhone, I was like, no problem. Um, yeah. And then I left for the rest of the day and I was enjoying my really quiet day. Yeah, I like, loved it. Nice. I think my phone stayed in the car and I was just like, well, it's useless, so I don't need it. And I just, I had a good old fashioned no cell phone day. Amazing. All right. Shall we move into the next one? Yes. So mine is Harry Potter. <laughs> of course. And before we get into this, I am going to say uh, I am completely aware that the author has been incredibly controversial and problematic lately. I do not support her viewpoints at all. But I do still love what Harry Potter was yeah. to our generation. I just want to clear that up before we get into it. But like Harry Potter just ran our generation. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible time to be alive. <laughs> you know, like we were talking about like, you know, the Disney Renaissance and such and like what a time to be alive. But like I haven't seen anything like the madness of Harry Potter since then. No. You know, like nothing, nothing has compared. And I, I don't know why, like, I don't know if it was because like the books were coming out at the same time and like, we didn't have as much content available to us. So like the excitement would build up and, you know, like the Harry Potter trailer would come out like in July or something for a November release that it just like, it felt like a yearly thing for all of us to look forward to. Yeah, and I feel like the Harry Potter series, I remember as a kid, it was kind of quoted that it was the series of books that got a generation reading again. Yes. That's kind of what I remember, the highlight. Because like there was – I don't remember a single kid who hadn't at least read one of the Harry Potter books or like, you know, seen Mm -hmm. the movies and all that kind of stuff. Like it it really did get so many people involved. And I think – I'm going to go out on a limb here and say like I think it really did open up the door for teen series. And I know there were series before, you know, like obviously Harry Potter was not the first. But, Mm -hmm. you know, to open up that door for, you know, Twilight and Mm -hmm. different series like that uh, because it really did feel like after Harry Potter – all through high, like school, elementary school and high school, like my friends and I, we rolled from one series to the next, and we mm-hmm. were all avid readers. Yeah, and it, it really Same. did kind of start with with Harry Potter. It also like brought families together as well because you know parents enjoy yeah. reading the books to their children and going to the movies with them and such. Like I have memories of 
I don't know how old I was, but like I think my mom was reading like the Chamber of Secrets to me. Mm-hmm. It was like a fun family activity where it was enjoyable to everyone. Yes. Who was a part of it. And yeah, it was just it was honestly something else. But one thing like I kind of just want to talk about here is there was a couple things like Harry Potter was obviously the biggest, but in the 2000s and such, there was a lot of like media, like movies and television shows and such that when they came out, they literally like took over the world. Remember like High School Musical? Mm -hmm. That was unstoppable. Yeah. And I just, I wonder what, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because there's been a few franchises that have come after the 2010, like in the 2010s and such. So, you know, like the Hunger Games would have been the last time I think I saw that kind of pandemonium Mm -hmm. around it. Like, you know, maybe the Marvel movies kind of, but like I find they don't have the same effect. So as I was thinking about that today, I was wondering if it's because of the fact that we have so much content available to us, whether TV or movies, that the hype builds up for you know, this one TV show and we've been waiting so long for it. But then another TV show that's just as hyped up comes out a month later. So we forget about that other TV show where we had to wait a long time for these exciting blockbusters and exciting installments of books and stuff to come out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's where my mind was going when you asked that question, because we are literally drowning in content now like there are so many streaming services and they all do original content or they have syndications they have new things coming out like there's just always something to watch and really like over the past couple of years uh, especially through covid we had tiger king we had bridgerton um yeah. <laughs> all this stuff but the thing is it's just so instant now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i find that the hype like you said, doesn't last as long because, you know, you get a limited series that comes out or a season and, Mm -hmm. you know, we have people binging it in one night, right? Or over a weekend. Yeah. Um, Where before, like on television and with movies, you know, a TV season literally Mm -hmm. went from like September to April or May. Like, yeah. like it took us through a break most, in the middle. Yeah. And yeah, there'd be like a mid season break. Then they'd, they'd go on hiatus for the summer and then they'd come back in the, in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a lot less of that like instant gratification. So yeah. I think we just naturally had that more urge of like, Oh, we're yearning for it. You know, like we can't wait, but like what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And also like, you know, leaks didn't really happen as much anymore mm-hmm. because things weren't as digital. And yeah, uh, yeah, so that's kind of like we're drowning in content and now like when we do finally get it, we get all of it at once. So it's like a giant dopamine hit and then we're like, what's next? Like we don't even – we don't get time to savor Mm -hmm. anything and like celebrate Mm -hmm. it for what it is because it's over. Yeah. Yeah, and we're on to the next thing. So yeah, that's kind of what I loved. Like things really did get – a hype and I yeah mm-hmm. Hunger Games was also one that had quite a bit of hype as well mm-hmm. and it was well, it was like around the early 2010s I believe when the movies were kind of coming out that's that's kind of when I remember reading that series yeah I think I feel like for some I mean I'm probably completely wrong but I think like 
Harry Potter, the movies and the Hunger Games movies, Harry Potter ended as the Hunger Games movies were beginning. I remember them kind of being around the same year. Yeah. And Hunger Games might have come before. I can't. Um, no, I think I think time. no, I think you're right. Where, where Harry Potter had just finished, and then we got Hunger Games because I remember going to see yeah. Hunger Games in the theater. Yeah, and same. I would have been. It would have been like around 2010 or 11. We could probably look this up, but you know, whatever. <laughs> We're guessing. We're doing our best. <laughs> it's hot. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there was nothing quite like um, going to Harry Potter on the first day that a new movie came out, and people would go to the movie theater before it even opened mm-hmm. to stand in line outside so that they could go get popcorn and a good seat. Haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, and now that whole industry has changed, especially from from the pandemic. You know, again, we've had some very influential years in the past little bit and Mm -hmm. now it's just like that debate like okay are they going to do a theatrical release or is it going like straight to disney plus is it going straight to netflix does it go to both um so i really do feel that also takes away a bit of the hype because Mm -hmm. we used to go to the movie theaters and be like okay what's coming up next and i still like whenever i'm in the theaters i'm just like oh i want to see that i want to see that like do i know what's coming on netflix Uh, no (laughs) no idea yeah, I, I also think too, I I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not that well versed in the YA middle grade series lately, but I also like, I genuinely don't think that there has been a series like that, that was so like well loved worldwide Yeah, after Harry Potter and the Hunger Games. Like I don't, I haven't seen that, you know, like they, they tried to do all like the YA adaptations and, you know, adapt all those series, but like they really just lost their hype because like, each one was more and more derivative of the other. Yeah, like it kind of had the blueprint and so everyone was following mm-hmm. the same blueprint. And I think how you know something's going to be huge is when people across multiple generations know about it. So, yeah. you know, for us, we're in our late 20s, early 30s. <laughs> I have to remember mm-hmm. that part now. I don't know what the teenagers are reading where mm-hmm. when Harry Potter was out and Hunger Games and like those kinds of ser- – Twilight – Everyone knew it. It didn't matter how old you were. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew. And so, yeah, like you just don't get series like that that actually grab so much attention anymore. Well, maybe there will be one in the future. We'll have to keep our ears to the ground (laughs) on that one. So, yeah, what's your next one? Uh, So my next one is (sighs) the 2000s teen drama shows. Oh my god! Love they were them. so dramatic. Oh my god! So unrealistic. <laughs> yes. So they were filled with like crazy drama, incredible actors, and just memorable storylines of all time, and, and just a little bit of angst. Just, just so just angsty. I know, just right? A like, little bit, you know. Like, why is something like this such a big deal? Or you know, it was it was just a good time for television. I find, and I know a lot of these shows are pretty toxic in some ways and probably problematic. Yeah. Like they they don't fit now. Like like you wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to release these shows as a new show in 2022. It would no, not work. So. But this was just a time in television. You know, one of the first real teen dramas to come out was Dawson's Creek. I know there were some prior to that, like a lot of the soap operas that mm-hmm. were kind of those original dramas. But Dawson's Creek kind of set off that original like teen angst and like made it sexy and had the drama. 
um, had the beautiful people like the CW was known for the beautiful people. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just love going back and watching some some of these shows. Because like, there's just so much where, you know, one season was at minimum 24 episodes. Going back to like, right, like going back to when they would run from like September to May, usually got about 24 episodes about that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to criticize today's TV shows because there's some really good ones out there. And you can tell that there's a different writing style because in like today's Netflix like series, you get maybe like eight to 10 episodes and the whole mm-hmm. series has been like thought out. It's all been written out and every episode has like a purpose to mm-hmm. it. Like it has to drive the story forward because they have more limited time and they have the story planned out where back in these days, like literally the writers we're just making it up week to week. They're like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's let's see where this goes. Um, let's just drop this yeah, storyline and you bring know. it up two seasons from now. <laughs> yeah, so like I found that you got more episodes where there was like some play to it, you know. You'd get mm-hmm. like a random alternate universe where like roles were reversed or it was like a different time period. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yes, some of these episodes didn't really have a purpose to the main storyline or didn't drive the episodes forward. But they were just fun in general. And yeah, yeah, I just I just kind of miss that nostalgia of TV shows. So it is a lot of fun going back and, and rewatching them because it puts you back in that time where, you know, every Wednesday night at eight o'clock, you know, my mom and I were tuning in for like One Tree Hill because we loved it. And if you were late, nothing you could do. Oh shit. Like you, you had to, to wait, wait. For the reruns. If you were lucky, because a lot of these shows like weren't syndicated. So if you missed it, you missed it. And you'd have to mm-hmm. wait for like the season DVD to come out. Yep. And I remember like my friends and I, we would go to Walmart when these seasons would be released and we would have like mm-hmm. the whole collection of like One Tree Hill and Gossip Girl and the OC. Yeah. Remember when like you would be watching the show with somebody and you'd be going to like get a snack and stuff and you would just hear from the other room, it's on. <laughs> and then you would like be booking it from yeah. the kitchen and like probably dropping something. I know I did. Oh, for sure. So yeah, what a time. Those were times. So I'd love to read off some of the best TV shows and I highly recommend people go back and watch them. One I really want to go back and watch is The OC. Because I do too. I do. Yeah, because like Possibly. I remember being in grade eight in particular and so you know we were tweens we were going into high school so like just kind of figuring out who we were and this show this was a show that my friends and I would get together every week in someone's basement and you know we'd get the popcorn we'd get the nail polish out and we would just watch you know Mm -hmm. like it was such a good time like I don't remember watching this show by myself it was always with a group of friends and Mm -hmm. that was just our thing every week Love that. And uh, next, one of your favorites, Rachel, Gossip Girl. Yes. Chaotic. Oh, my Chaotic show. So chaotic. Yes. You and I, I actually don't know how many times we've watched that. I have watched from beginning to end. I have watched it many times beginning to end. And every time I'm just like – how is this a storyline? It's it's weird. It's wild. It's so toxic. It's so toxic. I was like hardcore and I you know what? I still am. Chuck and Blair. Mm-hmm. Love them. They are so toxic. So toxic. Every relationship in the show <laughs> so is bad. toxic. So it makes bad. absolutely no sense. 
um, no. with like Dan being Gossip Girl. And it's just like, okay, someone's texting Gossip Girl and your phone is right there. <laughs> like, you know, not suspicious that it's going off at the moment. A um, lot of loopholes, but we love that show for it. You know what? Sometimes you just forget that Gossip Girl is a part of it. It's just chaotic drama and yeah. I live for it. Yeah. So also Blair's Ring, still iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, I didn't actually watch this show, but it was 90210. Are you talking about like the reboot one that came out in the 2000s? Yeah. So there's like the 90210 Beverly Hills and that that was back in the 90s. And that one, that's one of the original, like it's up there with Dawson's Creek. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there was the reboot from 2008 to 2013. This one I did not watch. I think I think it I think it was competing with the OC and it was and I remember it was either like you watch the OC or you watch 90210. Yeah, I was what I did watch this one and I kind of remember it was like half OC, half Gossip Girl mm-hmm. competition if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting. It was a fun show, but again, kind of outrageous storylines that you're like, how is this happening? Also, where are your parents? Yes. I like all of them. Where are your parents? I think the OC was the only one that had parents, and I'm pretty sure it was just the one, like Seth's parents were in it. Yeah. I think that was yeah. about it. Maybe maybe Marissa's mother, I think she was in there too, but they didn't want to pay for extra actors, so you know, none of these kids had parents. Um, and they, did, they did have parents in Gossip Girl, but they were just kind of horrible parents. They were just very in- unattentive, uncaring parents. Yeah. <laughs> they were there. They just didn't do any parenting. No, no. And then there is my ultimate favorite to this day, uh, One Tree Hill, which surprisingly, my heart. out of all the chaotic drama, this one was the most true to life. It was. <laughs> and that it is was, saying it was still something. Really chaotic. It was still chaotic, but this was the most true to life. Um, uh, this one will always be a classic. Uh, if you did enjoy this show, I hope you are also listening to the podcast Drama Queens. Um, mm-hmm. with Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton, and uh, Joy Lenz. Like, it's That's so wonderful. good. And, like, I appreciate the show even more now just because I'm learning about, like, like they were just kids trying to figure it out. And they were also, like, bringing their own personalities through the show but also trying to, like, you know, maintain some some distance between them. And it's just oh, – this show was so good. Love that one. So good. Um, next one. This one was a little bit more later in the 2000s, but I still really liked it. I, I watched it quite a bit, and that was The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Did you ever oh, watch that one? No, I didn't. I think I was like just a little bit too young. Yeah, this one premiered in 2008, and I really enjoyed this show. Uh like it's just it's about a girl she you know accidentally gets pregnant at camp and you know it wasn't the strongest show out there yet there was still something wholesome about yeah. it so i don't know i i kind of just enjoyed it for for what it was um also chaotic though at times yeah and then oh another favorite of yours Rachel Gilmore girls that one does have a special place in my heart if I don't have anything to watch and I just want something in the background, I'll throw mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls on. And I'm like, wow, this is just uh, inserting me back into the 2000s. Yeah. What? What's her name? What is it Emily? Emily. Rory's grandmother? Yes. Oh, I love her. <laughs> she, she's my favorite. She's an icon. She says some problematic oh things. Oh, my God. She is yes. an icon. <laughs> yeah. No, all of these shows are 
very problematic. Did you ever watch Laguna Beach? No, but I watched The Hills. Oh, yeah, The Hills. And so that was like pretty much the same cast, like, you know, Lauren Codrad. Was it Lowe Bosworth that was also in that as well? I think so. I don't know if Heidi was in Laguna Beach. Oh, yeah, Heidi. She was. Who knows? I don't I don't really remember. But yeah, like those were the teen dramas. And then there was like the whole new class of reality TV, you know, Jersey Shore. Oh, that was that that was was junk food. It was junk food. (laughs) And I definitely watched a season of it. Same. And then The Simple Life. That was a classic. (laughs) Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. Like it was a great time. Yep. The Hills. That's another one. Mm -hmm. God. It's all bad TV. Like, it's just so bad. You, you loved it. And, you know, again, going back to now, TV shows are a little bit more well thought out and mm-hmm. cinematic. Where back yeah. in the day, there was just like, yeah, they're on that same set <laughs> doing the same thing. Well, I think, too, at that time, it was really like, um, you know, it was portioned out. You know, like, I think I watched TV from seven to nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like prime time. You had American Idol on at that time, you know. Yeah. Other like now I can sit down and I'll watch like five episodes of Stranger Things and then be like, wait, it's midnight? Yeah, yeah. Like how did we get here? We definitely probably consume more. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I watched TV as a kid growing up, you know, I had like cartoons and then moved into more of the teen dramas. Um but yeah, yeah it was just like it was only on a certain time of day and on a certain day, right? Where now it's just like, well, if I feel like binging a whole TV show, I can do that over a weekend. Yeah. I do appreciate the shows now that I think Outlander oh, yeah, that's does it. One. And I know Game of Thrones did it when it was still a thing with just releasing it every week. Yeah. Like not just giving you it all at once, which I know like I can just wait and binge it if I want to. But like when it's with something like Game of Thrones, like you weren't waiting. No, like you were watching everything that came out. And uh, I remember when TV shows kind of started doing that again, where they stopped putting whole seasons out and did like for big episodes, like big TV shows only go once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, the 100 did that as well to us. I remember that. And it was really frustrating at first because we had kind of gotten used to being able mm-hmm. to watch everything all at once. But yeah. it did make us enjoy the episode, like the TV show more because we yearned yeah. for it, right? Like, and yeah. we were tuning in every time, like, even though it was kind of a different release time where it would be like, okay, Friday at midnight, it comes out um, mm-hmm. versus, you know, Tuesday at six o'clock. We were there, we were ready to watch. So, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Uh, amped up the hype again for these things for sure well i think because i think the hundred started on the cw right Uh, yes it was a cw show before changing all right yes do you have any more on your list no i'm gonna stop there or else we're gonna we're gonna keep going on different tv shows and that's not what this episode is about no well i mean i am kind of going into another a more specific realm of tv at this time And that was just like, I mean, it's probably not called this, but in my heart, it is just like the golden era of like Disney Channel. Oh my gosh, yes. In Canada, in Canada, we called it Family Channel, which like is like why, but I love the Family Channel and I'm talking like Sweet Life is Zach and Cody, Hannah Montana, uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, you know, Zoe 101 was not Mm -hmm. on Disney Channel, but it was Nickelodeon, so I consider it the same thing. Like, High School Musical, like, what a time to be alive. (laughs) 
Miley Cyrus, she was going out into the world. And I love Miley Cyrus. Yes. I loved her then, still love her now. And I just, I don't, they really, um, like we said, Disney at that time in the 90s, they really figured out like the animated movie formula. Mm -hmm. Like they got the Disney Channel formula hard. Oh, yeah. During this time. Like they were just putting out banger after banger. It was good. It was a good time. I feel like if I went back, I'd be like, these shows are not good. But in my heart, they're still good. Yeah, it was a time. I mean, I know this was kind of a thing with like the Mickey Mouse Club and such, but like everyone became a pop star. Yeah, it was literally like a recipe for stardom. It was. Also, uh, one great thing that came out of that period of time and I was in love with them was the Jonas Brothers. Yes, you did love the Jonas Brothers. I still love them. Throwback to the golden era of Disney yeah. channel. I'm probably going to go watch The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody after this because <laughs> it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and they were just those like predictable, trying to be funny, and like you kind of loved it for that. Sometimes they had some good jokes. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was hilarious. It was. And I stand by it. I stand by it. So I don't actually have much to say on this other than just bringing it up and being like, this was a great time to exist. So <laughs> sorry, everybody, for the excitement there. I get really, um, that was that was my childhood. I was at the right age. Yes. Yeah, you were. I was a little bit older for those ones. So um, I watched some of those TV shows, but not all of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lizzie McGuire was part of this time. Did you watch Lizzie McGuire? Um, I had a friend who did, but I personally did not. And I honestly, I think really? the reason why I didn't watch a lot of these shows is we didn't have that channel. Oh, see, my boyfriend also didn't have the family channel and I was just like part. Yeah, I remember getting it when I was a little older. But like as mm -hmm. a kid, we had uh, TVO, PBS, uh, YTV, mm -hmm. and Teletoon. Teletoon was great. Yeah, so like some solid channels. But yeah, we didn't actually have the family channel. I remember going to my friends and okay. watching it. But I knew like I knew all of these TV shows. I just I just don't remember watching them. Okay. That that makes sense. I also have a question for you yes. on the topic of YTV. Did your parents let you watch SpongeBob? Um, I personally hate SpongeBob. Really? So there was never a question of whether my parents I don't remember my parents ever telling me don't watch this show because I watched like ER when I was really young. So fair enough. Fair um, enough. <laughs> maybe not the best way to ask that question. I definitely self-regulated when it came to to TV. Um, fair enough. And yeah, I hated SpongeBob. All right. Mm -hmm. I learned something new about you. Oh, today. I don't oh. Really that. is it an unpopular opinion? No, I don't. I don't think so. Like, okay. I mean, there's. I think I have like a weird nostalgia for it, but when I go back and watch it, I'm kind of like. Ah. Some of the jokes they really do hit though. I find like like on Instagram and you see like a meme about it, I'm like, that is funny. But yes. watching the actual TV show, I was so annoyed by it. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah, like I think when I look back, I was annoyed by a lot of the episodes very frequently. But then then they'd get you. Yeah. They'd get you with a good joke that, you know, is funny now as adults. So maybe it's like I have a nostalgic love for it because of the SpongeBob memes. Mm -hmm. But Shall we get into our last one? Um, I think so. This one, um, right. pretty popular. And yeah. that would be the influence of all of the music that happened in the early aughts. Um, yeah. Or as the British say, the noughties, which I love. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, the rise of the girl bands and the boy bands. 
That was a good time. It was. Mine was the Jonas Brothers. You're, yeah, so you're on the, the later end. I'm... I was on the tail end, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely in the thick of it where, you know, some of this is kind of considered the 90s, but it did spill over into the 2000s. Mm-hmm. That would be Spice Girls, Sync, yeah. Backstreet Boys, uh, let's yep. see, uh, Venga Boys, Aqua, which that one was probably more 90s. Um, yep. But they're having a comeback right now with this Barbie movie I hear is coming out. I know nothing about it, but I've been hearing a I'm lot like of Aqua of lately. I almost got to see Aqua on my trip, but uh, my boyfriend and I decided to go for dinner and drinks instead. <laughs> Priorities. Fair enough. Let's see. And then we get into the more mid-2000s where it was Blink-182. Uh, mm-hmm. There was Green Day um fallout boy yeah i guess that was considered that was a 2000s band for sure they they appeared on one tree hill so that definitely qualifies oh there was just like such good music and a lot of the artists like still played instruments which Mm -hmm. i find is super rare these days yes you know it's very hard to get like that classic band where everyone has an instrument and there's a lead singer now it's all just very digital and mm-hmm. a lot of the artists, like, don't actually know how to play an instrument. Yeah. I feel that. I think that's why I actually like the Jonas Brothers mm-hmm. because they were sort of – well, they were a bit more of a thing before, like, Justin Bieber came on the scene and then, like, One Direction yeah. not too long after. But I really liked them because, like, they were the same. Like, they knew how to play guitar and the drums and the piano and such. And, like, in their shows, that's what they would do. Yes. You know, like it still felt like they were like all well-rounded musicians, you know? Yeah. I guess I better say like, you know, obviously in sync, Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls, they were not playing instruments. But Fair enough. for them, they're in a special category where it was all about like the dance, right? Like the choreographed yes. dance and um, just the very commercialized music. It was a time. Yes. It was a good time, people. <laughs> See, I was I was exposed to it. I think um, like the Jonas Brothers and that kind of stuff was like my first like conscious choice yeah. of going out and picking out my own CD. But my mom, she liked the Backstreet Boys. Oh, we had a Backstreet Boys CD in the car, yeah. and I loved it. We also had the Spice Girls. Oh yeah, and my oldest brother apparently would bop to it in the car. Who didn't? Who didn't bop to the Spice Girls? It was Come a on. great. It was great. It was a good. It was a good time. So. Yeah, I just I love all of the 2000s music. It's really just it has a place in my heart. Yes, always will. Yeah. My last one, and this is like kind of a weird like I mean it's not weird, but I know it's going to transition to a bit of a different conversation, but just the cultural impact of the mall. Oh, yes. Going to the mall was an event. I know. Like that was an actual activity of just like we're going to the mall for the day. That was kind of before like super fast fashiony brands started to become a thing if i recall like i don't really remember seeing a zara or an h&m no. and such when we were going around don't remember those just the brands at that time you would go into a hollister store mm-hmm. and you couldn't breathe and you couldn't see anything <laughs> but you were like this was a fun experience yeah like i remember there was american eagle american apparel yeah. hollister yeah. stitches i think if it was canadian um yeah. blue notes which was like the rival then took over stitches, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Lazenza. Um, we didn't have Victoria's Lizenza Girl. Lazenza Girl, yes. We didn't have 
Victoria's Secret. So um, yet that you had to yet, go to yet. like the big city for that. Yep. Um, what else was there? Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I remember it being a big deal if you were wearing like Adidas and Nike. Like if I remember having an yes. Adidas hoodie and mm-hmm. it was like white with the pink Adidas writing like that, even oh, yeah. though it was a hoodie, it was one of my most like prized possessions because it was Adidas or Adidas. Sorry. I, Adidas. Adidas. Yes. I, I remember that being a thing too. And I remember like the mall closest to us, we had Aeropostale, mm-hmm. which was basically the store that would be in your mall if you didn't have Hollister. Yeah. Wasn't that, it was like more desired than Stitches. But it wasn't Hollister. It was like the in-between of it. Yeah, like it wasn't the Hollister prices. And I did not own a single piece of Hollister clothing. I did My mom either. was just like, this is too expensive. Yeah, my mom was the same. I think she would walk by the door, even my dad too. And they're like, we get a headache. We are not shopping in there. And then, uh, oh, Lacoste. 2000s were the era of the popped collar polo. And it was made famous by Lacoste. I think I had one Lacoste shirt and like I didn't buy it. I think a friend handed it down to me and like that was the shit. Like she had so many Lacoste shirts and I was like always really jealous because like sometimes you would double them up (laughs) for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. We would wear two polo shirts, one over top of the other, but you'd have the collar popping through. It was a big deal. Big deal back then. Well, that's a great transition actually into um, the next part of this point, which was just questionable fashion trends <laughs> of the 2000s because yes. that that is one of them. The other one I recall, which uh, was also big in the you know Disney Channel star world, mm-hmm. was the layering where you would wear a long sleeve shirt mm-hmm. with a tank top or another short sleeve shirt over top of it. Yep. And guys, 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 you could go to a store – and buy a shirt that looked like that, yes. except it was just a sleeve yeah. sewn into a short sleeve that made <laughs> it look like that. you were <laughs> that made it look like you were wearing a long sleeve. Yeah. But then you shirt. had to top it off with the long cardigan over top of it for that third oh layer. How are we not sweating <laughs> like all the time? I remember having two polo shirts, and I believe they were Blue Notes brand. Um, yep, one was like a chocolate brown, the other one was a light blue. And I would either wear them individually or I would layer them and I could alternate between having the brown on top with the blue underneath and vice versa. Oh my God. And then you also had the pleated plaid skirt with the knee high socks. Do you remember that trend? I actually liked that look. It was a good look. It was a good look. I remember us all having like really crazy plaid socks that went with our, you know, clashed with our plaid skirts, but it was whatever. It was like, Bit of that emo time. That's one trend where I'm like, bring it back. Yep. Because it was it was a cute look. Yeah. Low rise jeans. No. No. Never. No. Absolutely never coming no. back. Do not bring them back. Yeah. This whole episode was for this PSA to say, Gen Zs, stop it. <laughs> We've been there. Okay. We don't want it. We have been there. We're not going back. Um, you guys are gonna soon realize that low rise anything is not a good idea. Learn from our mistakes. Yeah, learn please. from our mistakes. Let's see. Another trend was the skater shoes. I did like the skater yes, shoes. I, I had a couple pairs. I had a couple pairs as well. One was a light colored pair and the other was a dark colored pair. So I'd be ready for like all outfits. You were ready to go. Yep. The flared 
bootcut jeans. Mm-hmm. We did not wear skinny jeans back in the day. It was all either bootcut or flared. There was like a lot of scarves being worn. There was – and the no skinny reason. scarf. It wasn't like – you yeah. know, we switched to the blanket scarf in the 2010s. But mm-hmm. in the 2000s, we wore the long, skinny, knitted scarf. For no reason. For no reason. In the summertime because it yeah, was like it wasn't cool. <laughs> and we It wasn't cool. And you had to tie it the certain way. You couldn't just like wrap mm-hmm. it around yourself. And it, you had to have the matching beanie as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, the beanies. Yes. There were so many questionable hats that I recall from <laughs> yes. the 2000s. Um, also, I'm just thinking of like, I don't know if you had any of them, um, like just different like hair styling things like the butterfly clips yep. or I also had like those plastic barrettes yes. that yes. had like a little design on them or something. Yep. Had the barrettes, had the butterfly clips, headbands. Headbands hurt my head and does it not hurt other people's heads? <laughs> uh, you know, I always remember having a low-grade headache whenever wearing those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember wearing like a, a handkerchief in my hair. That's a cute look. It was a cute look. I think that was more of a late 90s look that I had. But um, yeah, yeah, that one that one I did like. I see it coming back more and more and I, I kind of love it. I want to get some for myself actually. Do you remember Bumpets? Yes, I Where do. Where you would backcomb your hair to have a little poof at the back. And then you'd have your headband wow. in. Do you remember those? And like the bump it was to make your hair look look bigger <laughs> at the back. I remember the infomercial like yeah. it's yesterday. And you like, got two I'm sizes of bumpets. You either had a little bumpet or a big bumpet. <laughs> and they had like two different colors. Yes. They were like, if you're blonde, use this one. Yeah. If you're brunette, use this one. <laughs> Except like the colors like didn't resemble actual hair color. I remember it being gray for some reason. Like for I don't know yeah. why I think it was gray. <laughs> oh my god! And you had to like brush your hair perfectly so it didn't show. Oh my god! The the, the other thing I'm thinking of is like the ballet flats. Oh my god! No support. Yes. for your feet. Yes, ballet flats were everything. Like after the skater shoe, we went to ballet flats. A poor choice. We were in comfort with shoes falling off. And then we went to flat, absolutely no comfort. And you felt your teeth as you walked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I like gave myself a hairline fracture yeah. wearing one of those, like walking up a hill or something because yeah. there was no support. And they even came with their own bag so you could roll them up and put them in your purse. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So many, so many questionable things. Yeah. Like really, these are the moments where I wish we like filmed our show so that we could just have a bunch of different like celebrity red carpet looks <laughs> yeah. from the 2000s. Like I would just be playing those yes. as we're having this discussion. Because let me tell you, there was some questionable things. It was that, all, Yeah, it was all very questionable. Do you remember Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake when they both the wore suit? full jean? Yep. Yep. What a time. What a time that was. What a time. You know how know. like um, we look at different fashion generations and they come around again and we're all like Mm -hmm. yeah that was a really great look that was a really great look i feel like for the 2000s let's just skip over that one okay because let's just leave it alone nothing we wore looked that good let's just go from the 2000 like the 90s sorry to 2010s because at least in 2010s we were more into like the knit sweaters with the skinny jean and the blanket scarf like we we chilled yeah a little we had mm-hmm. no chill in the 2000s no we did not and please leave the low-waisted yeah low-rise jeans and low-rise skirts where they belong my butt cannot fit no. in them 
no, I will not be fitting in that. See, it, it, it kills me too because like going back to um, One Tree Hill and the Drama Queens podcast, mm-hmm. I just remember this one. I think it was early on when they started the show where they were just like talking smack about the fact where they were like, what were we wearing? <laughs> what happened to the rest of my shirt and my jeans? Because <laughs> it was just full low rise. And I, I love it when like, you know, kind of, uh, like the celebrities and well-known figures of the time also call it out and they're like because they you know they kind of set the trends and they're just like what all right <laughs> who was dressing me why did I agree to this yeah and the thing about those pants we were still in the the heroin chic from the 90s and like in the Victoria's Secret model age where like you had to be stick thin with like no muscle no fat or anything and like your butt did not look cute in those like literally it gave you a flat oh. butt because there was no room for your butt. And and the zippers were literally like an inch. <laughs> That's how low they were. You know, like, zippers today. I have a pair of shorts with a zipper on it that is probably six to seven inches long. And those jeans had like one inch. My God. That's the thing is I still look back and I'm like, were they fitting anything? I don't think so. In them? Or was everyone just wearing really long shirts? I feel like everyone wore really long shirts at the time like we were all about that really long torso for some reason yeah i have nothing left to say on low no, rise jeans no nothing else anyway we hope that you enjoyed our i don't even know top list infamous list of the naughties as always send us an email to share your favorite things and we'll talk about it on the show it's tea with laura rachel at gmail.com and if you feel called to, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or you can also leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. It really helps out the show, so we would very much appreciate it if you did so. Yes, yes. We're, and we're going to apologize. This, this episode was probably just as chaotic as the, as the 2000s were. But yeah. we hope that, you know, maybe it inspires some nostalgia in you and mm-hmm. you revisit some of your crazy photos of you in – strange outfits or you even go back and listen to some awesome music or watch those like super problematic drama shows just Mm -hmm. to enjoy them for what they are right now and also like take some time away from your phone remember those days when we didn't have them and we weren't glued to them 24 7 yeah go for a walk without it it's actually quite nice liberating it is yes and with that live like tea live like tea